It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The NFL is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. Not in a betting state? No worries. DraftKings has daily fantasy on their app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing on this Wednesday night? I am incredibly tired now that I'm waking up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, you know, slight adjustment to when I would wake up at, you know, 11 a.m. normally. So I've just been kind of zombieing through the days. So hopefully I can adjust soon. How you doing? Did you get your nap in? Yeah, I, I slept for too long because I woke up and I felt worse than I did when I went to bed or <sighs> when I went to nap. I slept like three hours. That is the worst. I I was always told by family, you got to sleep 20 minutes or less if you want a nap. If you go more than 20 minutes, then you'll be tired like that. I don't know. For me, like 45 minutes is the perfect balance. If I go 20, I'm still tired. If it's 45, then I'm feeling good any longer than that. I, I mean, there's times where I'll take a nap, like an hour and a half nap at night. Like, I don't know, say a, a nine o'clock nap to 1030. You feel like it's the next morning. Oh, yeah. Like, like I woke up just horribly just disoriented like like this time around. I, th- I thought I thought I slept for 14 hours the way I, I still felt. I thought I was just waiting from the deepest sleep ever. Uh, it, it, it was weird. But I, I before I forget, um, I, I remember reading something that NASA 
apparently they say 25 minutes is the ideal time for like a true power nap. So um, if you can sleep that 25 minute range, that's what's supposed to truly rejuvenate your body. Oh, well, I'll have to try that the next time I take a nap. And you've got an excuse, obviously waking up nice and early. I don't. But the past two days I have been exhausted and I don't get it. Yesterday, I had to go out and get a five-hour energy. I am not an energy drink guy. I am not a coffee guy. Like, anything caffeine, I mean, I'll I'll drink a Coke here and there, but that doesn't really do anything for me. But when it comes to energy drinks, coffee, I don't ever need that. But the fact that I needed that yesterday, and I am feeling tired today, too, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I'm just getting old, but (laughs) it's been a been a tough couple of days yeah man i feel that i'm I'm about to start drinking coffee even though i think that shit's disgusting i think it's so gross i can't do i hate the smell hate the taste everything about it i don't like warm drinks but i'm gonna be honest i don't think it's healthy to drink two monsters every single day when i first wake up so i should probably move to coffee yeah that's that's probably fair you don't like hot cocoa or do you like hot cocoa that's about the one exception i have the hot drink rule there's nothing else hot that i will drink other than yeah hot chocolate okay how about warm cider and like alcohol during halloween i mean that's pretty good i'd not give it i'd rather like a, a, a cold drink it's fine but like i would not have more than a glass so let's just do this instead of you having to drink hot coffee which hey i do like the smell of coffee but i don't like the taste uh why don't you just go to starbucks and pay 15 dollars for a cold coffee like dude oh <laughs> have you ever had that shit no it's disgusting um like Year two in Saginaw, um, we we always stopped at Tim Hortons before, before the games. And this one time we went, they made probably 10 extra drinks than they're supposed to because they just start pumping things out. So, like, we're just going to take them. I mean, they're free drinks. Um, and no one was drinking this iced coffee thing. So, like, all right, I'll, I'll try it. I took a sip and just immediately gagged. Oh, my God, that was disgusting. Hey, I respect the people that like it, you know, do your own thing, whatever. But some of the drinks that my sister has me try it's just why are you wasting your money on that oh she big starbies girl yeah big starbies but she she also works at timmy ho's now Oh, that's right so so she brings home a drink every now and then she's like i just made this try it and i'm like this is not good you (laughs) you spent you spent your time and effort into making that but um yeah i don't the coffee is not my thing good luck with that going forward it's going to be a, a rough little transition for you. Hopefully not too bad, though. But last episode, unfortunately, we ended it with some sad news. Well, this episode doesn't start much better. Uh, a really heartbreaking loss in the NHL community. Jimmy Hayes unexpectedly passed away. And, man, you got to feel for Kevin, his brother. You got to feel for his family, his kids, everything like that. It was it was truly shocking when I first heard about it. Yeah, 31 years old. Um, I still don't think I've seen exactly what has happened, if it's even come out or, like, if, if they know. Um, it was definitely unexpected, no follow play or anything like that. Uh, it, it's, it's incredibly sad. I mean, you can see by the outpouring support that the NHL community has offered what he's meant to the game of hockey, what he's meant to the Northeast, what he's meant to Boston, what he's meant to all the teams he's played for, all of his teammates, what he's meant to his family. He is truly a special human being. Uh, you know, his his young kids are going to grow up not not ever getting to know their father. It's horribly sad to think about. So you got to keep their family in their, in their thoughts and your thoughts and prayers. Uh, you know, it's just 
horrible news. Just the tragedies in the hockey world, you know, just recently just have been very upsetting. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what his brother has gone through, too, because them two growing up together and playing hockey together, both making it into the NHL. Uh, incredibly uh, sad and really just you got to feel for his whole family, like you said, Chase. And thoughts and prayers out to the Hayes family, uh, especially his brother, his wife and his kids. But uh, now some more news that isn't isn't great. Uh, Mitchell Miller signs with the Tri-City Storm. Yeah, so I think people remember Mitchell Miller's story. Um, if you do not, he's the Arizona draft pick who shortly after the draft that came out that he got in some uh, pretty big trouble when he was an adolescent, 14 years old. He was uh, found bullying, harassing a mentally disabled um, black child and really did some, you know, damage to him. So, you know, he apparently NHL teams knew about that beforehand. He was on most people's just do not draft list. Uh, the Coyotes being the Coyotes, making their first pick in the draft when they with their fourth round pick is the only, you know, is the earliest pick they had. Um, then, you know, sure enough, it comes out and all, all this shit that, you know, kind of followed. They ended up pronouncing his rights. Since then, you know, things have been pretty quiet. He's done an interview or two. Um, and, you know, now we get this statement. Um, and, you know, first, I want to start with the interview that I read back in. It was I think it was in July. Maybe it was in June. He didn't sound very remorseful to me. He sounded like he was you know, more sorry that his career was ended than what he actually did to this kid. Uh, and kind of more of the same shit now. So kind of a quote that came, um, you know, a- after the signing was announced. Well, f- first of all, um, I, I want to say Tri-City, they're trying to brush us off as they're taking this kid in to try to develop him as a person when, no, they're taking advantage of his hockey abilities. That's exactly what they're doing. They're, it doesn't matter, you know, how, what he is on or off the ice. Um, it, it, he is a very good ho- hockey player, uh, but he's obviously not that person off the ice. So they don't care. They're going to take advantage of his hockey abilities and try to use it as a rehabbing thing. And then the quote that he gives, he has the fucking dumbest agents, advisors, PR team on the planet. If he's they're just letting him say this type of shit. I was unable to reach out to them after the incident, but I think eventually I will de- definitely reach out and obviously say I'm sorry for all the inconvenience I caused when we were 14 with their family and the child. So he is saying that he caused an inconvenience and has not apologized for this horribly horrific incident that he claims he's learned from in the last five years when he pretty clearly has a base of this type of statement. I don't know how you keep this kid silent for, you know, last year, year and a half. And this is the statement you let him go out there with his, his team is embarrassing. He's embarrassing. Try said he's embarrassing. It's just all embarrassing. We talked about it. Just us too, chase how he comes out with the word inconvenience. That was the thing that really rubbed you in the wrong way. this dude caused harm to another human being. So to come out and just say, oh, it's just an inconvenience. That's downplaying the whole situation. So uh, another thing that just didn't feel right to me is he said he tried reaching out, but had no success, wasn't able to contact the family. It's 2021. You can literally click three buttons and find anyone's information. So it just feels like laziness to me. It feels like either he didn't try or if he did, it was one of those where he looked up their name and then was like, Oh, nothing popped up right away. Okay. I tried like it's 2021. You can find anyone. I I'm sure that anyone listening right now could find out stuff about us just by knowing our name. So how can't you figure out something about a kid that 
you were in contact with close contact with for years. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it's disappointing. And I'm not a big fan for career ender type of things, you know, like the Logan Mayu incident. I don't think that's a career ender. I think that is someone who he should not have been drafted. It's a fucking embarrassment that he was drafted, especially in the first round. Every team should have passed on him this year. Let him prove that he can change his person. Cause that was like what he did. Of course, is it's not good at all. It's, it's bad. It's, it's, you know, exploiting this young woman. But at the end of the day, that is the type of shit that just that people do do nowadays. I, now that I agree with it, it's the type of shit that people do nowadays. You know, social media and phones are so accessible. People are filming themselves, taking pictures of something, doing this shit. That's something that you can truly learn from. And maybe you can, you know, you get that woman to accept your apology and you guys are able to move on in the, in the right direction going forward. So, you know, that's the type of thing I think you can improve on and move on going forward. Mitchell Miller's case. No, especially with the evidence that's been shown afterwards with the lack of remorse he's feeling like this is a career ender. It, it's a joke that he keeps in these opportunities. If he wants these fucking hockey opportunities, go over to Europe or Asia or some shit, some shit league where no one cares what you did. You can go there, play hockey, make 10 grand a year. That That's about what you deserve. And I think what could be said is. If you're looking at a similar situation of what took place, 14 year olds, you know, stuff like that, obviously not good. But if the kid shows remorse, he apologizes, it looks like he's actually working on getting better, then that is a situation where you can save your career. But for this specific situation, in Mitchell Miller's case, we just don't see that right now. And that's absolutely the wrong direction. And he needs to start working on something if he wants that opportunity. So uh, it's it's not looking good. And hey, I hate Coming on to the Bolts broadcast, talking about shit like this. Hate coming on to the Bolts broadcast, talking about sad stuff, but it's part of the news. It's part of the hockey community, part of the hockey world. So we needed to bring it to you guys, and we hope you understand that. But it's it's not fun for us. I'm sure it's not fun for you, but now we can have a little bit of fun. The tough news is out of there. Uh, we don't got to be talking about hey, that anymore. Hey, wait, wait, real quick. I do want to mention oh, just boy. a couple brief things. Just, just, just real quick. First, okay, Chase is um, going back to the negative. Go ahead, Chase. Yes, I am. So, um, <laughs> what's his nuts the other day? Uh, Dustin Penner, like th- this, th- I, this pissed me off. He was trying to say, you know, with with Jimmy Hayes passing away, it's him trying to push this propaganda to not get the vaccine. Um, I don't care if you do or don't want to get the vaccine at the end of the day. I really don't. It's your decision. What, whatever the hell, if you're, if you're not going to, you know, take the proper precautions in your life. But to try to use someone's tragic death as some propaganda to try to push this anti-vaccine type shit, like that's disgusting. Dustin Penner is clearly, clearly struggling with some mental issues. Like he's gone off the rails the last couple of years after his career. I don't I like accusing players of that or people of that shit. But the end of the day, that's the truth. And it's pretty evident. And same thing with Brandon Press today. I don't I can't find the actual, the actual screenshot of what happened, um, but he pretty much replied to some person who would disagree with them saying that he hopes that they get sold into sex like slave and sex trafficking. Like, who the fuck says that? that like, that shit's so stupid. I, I hope like these two players have to have things going on, you know, internally. I hope they can get that figured out. But like both those things are just flat out fucking unacceptable. You know, what makes me sad is that that kind of feels like the world nowadays. If people don't agree with you, they're going to attack you rather than, uh, you know, just let it go. And that's it's, it's sad to see, because when we were growing up, 
we always know, okay, if you don't agree with someone, whatever, who cares? It sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And, uh, if someone wants to go attack you or whatever, it's not that big of a deal. But most of the time that didn't happen. But now you literally can't have an opinion on anything because one side will attack you if you agree with this. The other side will attack you if you agree. So I don't know. There's just so much division now where it feels like that is kind of a normal thing right now. And that's disgraceful. Yeah, it's, it is very disappointing. You know, I'm 100 percent with you there. It's just it's just a shame where we're at in this world um you know we 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 see everything that goes on um you know socially things going on with the pandemic it just this world is just in such a shit place you know i hope we can all come together and and, and eventually figure it out all right chase let's shut up about all this stuff (laughs) We, we 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 don't like talking about it as much as people don't like hearing about it so let's talk about some fun stuff we'll start off with adam fantilli one of the top prospects in an upcoming draft class. It's the 2023 class or 2024? 2023. 2023 class. He has committed to the University of Michigan and the rich get richer. And in this case, I don't and think they're dying die. anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just yet again, U, U of M, um, the, the amount of names that, that they have, you know, currently committed. We, we talked about it last episode. I believe it was, they have seven first round picks currently on the roster, which is just, you know, asinine and currently committed, not attending. There are Oh, four Oh, four born top prospects. Now, Adam Fantilli, Frank Nazar, Hunter Brusewitz, Seamus Casey, and, and in Carbone. So this is a, a, those are five guys that are First, second round picks at the absolute worst in their NHL draft years. Uh, Fantilli is going to be a top five pick. Seamus Casey, sh- I think, should be a top five at worst, top 10 pick. Hunter Brucewitz is going to be a uh, 2024 draft, if I'm not mistaken, because he's a late 04. He's got all the makings of a top five offensive defenseman. Like, the embarrassment of riches they have is just insanity. Um, you know, if only Fantilli was able to get there this year, his brother's going to be there this year, Luca, if I'm not mistaken. So he could have played with his brother, could have played on the stack team. But uh, it's, it's kind of hard to do in such short notice with the new NCAA uh, commitment rules and stuff. So it's, let's see. I, I would assume that he does go to Michigan for one year and probably either turns pro or goes junior after that because um, his draft year will be him playing at U of M. What the hell is even happening? I mean, I'm a Michigan State fan. I went to Michigan State, so obviously this isn't great for me. But I'm so confused. A couple years back, it was all about... Boston U and Boston College and a couple like two years ago it was Wisconsin how is Michigan they've always been in the race but how is Michigan now looking like the Alabama of college hockey I don't get it yeah so they are just really um what's the word I'm looking for they've definitely really like revamped their kind of recruiting process um and like, what's, what's I don't know what the word I'm exactly is like, like recruiting, scouting, uh, kind of whatever you want to call it. Mel Pearson, since he's taken over Red Berenson's job, has um, you know really kind of helped try to build the team to the right spot. They kind of had some whatever years, but you know their recruiting tactics have obviously worked incredibly well, getting all this top end talent. Um, how many of these guys stay and play four years? Not very many, to be honest. But if they can get these guys staying two, three years, I mean that's enough for them to continually be a championship contender. They should they should be the favorites to win the national championship this year. Hell, maybe even next year and the following year, they could be right in that realm, too. So, like, they just keep getting these guys coming in. 
Um, if they can keep this rolling, it's gonna, as you said, you know, kind of turn into the Alabama of college hockey. It's not impossible that they can they could get there because they have every little, you know, tool that you would want. There's a ton of scouts in the Michigan area. Uh, they offer fantastic training facilities. They have an awesome rink. I, I love Yoast. Um, it, they they really offer everything you could ask for. Even though I am a Spartan alum, I think it would be cool to see a team in our state of Michigan be that successful, be that dominant in a sport. But at the same time, when I look at college football, there is nothing I want more than Alabama to get beat 12 times a season. I do not want them in the college football playoffs ever now. And so as cool as it would be, I don't want that to happen because I need the competition. If there's no competition, why am I watching? No, like that's 100% fair. And at the end of the day, the way that a game of hockey is played, you know, it, football is a little different. I don't think football, like, you, technically you can win any given night, but I don't think it's necessarily the case. You know, like, the things have to really go the right way where hockey, you kind of can um, because it, it is such a low event. Like, it's not like, like necessarily low events, not a lot of stuff going on, but it's like low scoring. So, you really can kind of, you know, find way, ways to to win regardless of talent. So it's not like they're going to be just going undefeated year after year. They're, they're still going to lose five, six games this year, more likely than not. So, like, it's not like they're going to be completely dominant, but they definitely have a chance to get a real stranglehold on the NCAA. Hell, they're going to be a fun team to watch anyways, though, this year. So as long as they don't take that Alabama route and are just the best team every single year and make it to the Frozen Four every single year and fight for the national championship every single year, then I'll be okay with that. But I will enjoy watching them this year with how many good players they have. But two pieces of news left, Chase. First, Jack Eichel still not traded. Is it going to happen before the season? Dude, it has to. Like, like I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. This is not helping anybody. Buffalo is going to get less and less value every single day that Jack Eichel's held on to. Because every single day he's held on to is another day he goes without treatment. Another day he goes without treatment is another day in the season that he won't play. He's going to get to the point where he's just going to miss the first four or five months of the season. And that's that's not good for anybody. That, that's not good for the Sabres. That's not good for whoever's going to trade from. That's not good for Jack Eichel. Figure this shit out now. You can get a hell of a return. You know, I, I've seen some like rumored possible returns that could be given or taken. Whoever's offering them or like, declining them. There's something out there that can be done. Um, teams are also going to have a hard time trading for him in season because it's a $10 million cap hit that you can't just use. Uh, you know, if you get them in before the season, you can put them on LTIR. You can get yourself that alleviated cap space. You can get them on later in the year. You can do so much more. So Buffalo, they need to just, you know, swallow, swallow their pride, swallow their shit, figure their shit out, and just accept the best offer they can get because this is just a mess for everybody. The scary thing is, I don't know. I don't know any show contracts. I don't know Jack Heichel's contract right now. What what is written in all the clauses and everything. But this legitimately, if Jack Eichel goes on to let's just say he misses this whole season because Buffalo is stupid and won't trade him and won't let him get the surgery he wants, whatever. This could be a court case of uh, malpractice or maltreatment, whatever it is within a locker room. And Buffalo's not going to win that. Yeah, it, it's. It's definitely a unique scenario, something that I really don't think we've seen before uh, in the NHL, maybe even in pro sports. So whatever happens here going forward, like it, it's probably gonna be something that we're, that we're not too familiar with. So don't don't be surprised at all. Um, I agree. If he is stuck in Buffalo for the season, there's going to be some sort of um, lawsuit when he's out. There's going to be some sort of arbitration type case type thing when he's when he's finally out of Buffalo. Um, it, it's all just an absolute mess. And it, it really just. 
it really is the fault of the Sabres, I would say. Like, they're the ones causing themselves their own headache, their own trouble. You can't have this guy around when he doesn't want to be around. You can't have him be your captain. Like, you, you can't do this shit. You just can't. So, I'm trying to go back through everything in my head right now, and I'm just thinking they want him to get a specific surgery. He wants to go a different route. Why does it matter to them when he will not return to the team? He's talked about how he demands to be traded. He's not coming back to Buffalo. So why do they care what treatment he gets? Oh, because Buffalo thinks that he's coming back and there's going to be no issue. They think, you know, Aaron Rodgers says he's not going to play there. Then all of a sudden they figure it out and he's going to play. But that's not the case. That's just not going to happen. Buffalo thinks it will, but it will not happen that way. So they need to just like realize that and move on and make the situation as easy as possible for every party. Jack Eichel and his agent just need to go to the front office and be like, or even go up to the owners and be, hey, our relationship's over. I want out. There is no chance that I'm returning, especially since you've been holding me from treatment. Like, simple as that. Do that, and hopefully they'll let go. Who knows? Um, But last but not least, Hillary Knight one of, if not the best female hockey players in the world. So proud to say she represents the United States. She breaks the record for most goals scored in the Women's World Championship. 45. Yeah, Kamen Granato, uh, you know, regarded as one of the greatest, if not the greatest women's hockey player of all time. Uh, in case anybody didn't see, when Hillary and I was being interviewed, that she was about to break this record. You should have seen the shock on her face. It was pretty damn funny because, I mean, this is the, this is the came around is the one that all women, women's hockey players look up to at the end of the day. She's the one that really paved the way that kind of re- really created the women's game, the play the way that's played nowadays. And the fact that Hillary Knight's able to kind of overtake her, it's a huge accomplishment. She's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, it, 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 she's really had an incredible career for the women's side. Um, and yeah, it, it is great that she does represent the United States because I mean, what's better than, you know, a good old American hockey player, dude. I love Hillary Knight. She was the one that got me into female hockey. Also, where's the best number on the planet? <laughs> now we're 46. Yeah. Yeah. I said the best number, not the worst number, but Hey, she will Take have 46 goals. See her soon. Uh, no problem getting another goal on the board. That's for sure. But chase. Now, uh, on the Google Docs, what we have up next is random shit. So we're going to be talking (laughs) about some random shit here. Uh, There's two things I want to talk about. One is Jay Fresh Hockey on Twitter. He did some poll results or some surveys for the EA NHL series. So I want to talk about uh, one or two of those, maybe three of them. Um, But really, the most important one is favorite NHL game. He did a survey on that. No surprise, 30.6% of the vote goes to NHL 14, with the next highest being 7.8% of the vote going to NHL 06, and this includes every single NHL game. The one thing that shocked me, Chase, and I put it out there on Twitter, was that NHL 15 was tied for the highest percentage of new-gen games when it comes to favorite NHL games. So, how... Well, Jay Fresh Hockey made a good point that it could be the Xbox 360 version of NHL 15, but NHL 15 on Xbox One didn't come with EASHL. They didn't come with a draft in franchise mode. It absolutely shocked me that it had as much percentage as it did 
any other game on the new gen consoles. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to guess that it, it really only nobody from the new gen console like that like the new gen console at that point at least voted for that because I know it was pretty much just NHL 14 reprinted for um, the old gen and then the new gen it had nothing in it. So that that makes sense at that point. That could have been you know some people's first games or second games, whatever. Um, but the NHL 14 thing is no no surprise um, that it's the it's favorite game. It's crazy to think though that that game was so good that thirty almost thirty one percent of the people voted for it, and that was seven eight games ago at this point. Like, how have we regressed? You know so much in in terms of of how well the game was looked at that we're at where, where we are now. I think, you know, they're kind of taking some of the right steps and, you know, bringing back this customization and Eshel. Um, I'm interested to see how the X factors work out. But until they add GM Connected again, I, I really think this game will always be lacking. Chase, I also want to talk about a game that you and I, we've got quite a fandom for. Getting 2.6% of the vote, the same as NHL 15, the same as NHL 19. NHL 10, it was one of the lowest between NHL 02 and NHL 14, one of the lowest rated games. Shocking. Yeah, it is shocking because I love NHL 10. I, I think that game is just a fun play. It's not some like, you know, just masterpiece of, of, a, of a design game or whatever, but I just think it's such a fun play. The, the gameplay is enjoyable. The dangler, you know, player types are still available in all game modes. Um, that's where, you know, really when franchise mode was starting to take off and I, I enjoyed the franchise modes and that didn't have any real players that you could draft. They're all made up guys, but you know, there's still some fun guys to draft. You always got some random countries. It was a good time. And you know, when you played be a pro and, and your each and stuff, that's when you get like all the really cool helmets and shit. You could, you know, you could get the knitted helmet, you could get the gold helmet, you get the college track helmet, you could, you could get all that fun stuff. There was so much customization, you know, different gloves, skate sticks. And that's kind of, you know, what we've seen in each of the last few years. But you could do it all over the place. I, I really enjoyed the hell out of that game. And I, I just I think for some reason it just must have you know not been played a lot or it just slept on for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't get it. But Chase, last episode, we talked about soundtracks and songs specifically. Uh, we talked about how great the NHL 14 soundtrack was. Well, that came in third place only behind NHL 06 and NHL 2003 as the best soundtrack. Uh, I I can't really comment on if this is surprising or not because I didn't play 06 or 03, uh, but NHL 14 I did play, and as we know from last episode, big fan. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, the NHL 14 one's fantastic. I'm pulling up the NHL 03 soundtrack because um, the number one voted for a song was, um, I don't know if you were, did you plan to bring it up or no? Uh, yeah, we can bring it up. All right, well, I was just talking about it real quick anyway. So the number one... Um, Song like Voda was Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World, which is an absolutely fantastic song. If you don't know it, look, look it up. Oh, dude, I, I love it very much. Um, but it wasn't a very like in depth soundtrack. The older soundtracks didn't have a ton of songs. Um, you know, like if, if you look back, so they have like the menu soundtrack was seven total songs, they had uh, different songs in the games, like like they had, um, you know, from NHL 3, they had No One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age, Headstrong by Trap. Those are two really good songs. Um, you know, it, there's, there's some solid songs here, but like at the end of the day, you know, NHL 14 had all their songs in the menu. And I mean, there really, there wasn't one song that you just like didn't want to listen to. So I, I, I don't know. I, maybe people just kind of stopped playing. Pl- pl- like, I mean, I guess people that played in 03 probably stopped playing or play less than 14. Maybe. I don't know. Is that the case? You think it might be because, uh, I think there's another poll that asked the age 
of your favorite soundtrack or whatever, and most were between 7 and 13 years old. So add another 11 years on top of that, 18 to, uh, what is that, 24? Yeah. Definitely could have stopped playing. Yeah. It's definitely possible, and it would definitely make sense, um, because I I just think you can't go wrong with 14. And I think that, well, first of all, I don't remember Misery Business being in there uh, by Paramore. I don't know what game that's from. I must not have played that one. God, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to think because like, I don't, doesn't really um, like ring a bell what game it might've been in. So let's see, let's see what this 06 soundtrack was. So, um, so they had Backcountry by Avenge Sevenfold, Red Flag by Billy Talent, um, Forwards, Bold by Valentine. Uh, they have, they, so other bands got Fall Out Boy. Um, like, like, this is fine. Like, I just don't think that's, like, that incredible of a place. But, yeah, I, I don't know when um, Misery Business would be on. I'm trying try to figure that out. And the only song that was a part of our draft that made it into the top, what even is this? Is this top 15? I, I'm guessing it's top 15, was In the End by Black Veil Brides. That's the only one that made it. And, uh, yes, sir, I did draft that one. It was a very good song. Um, <laughs> but... It's NHL 08 was Misery Business. That is a game that, okay. like, that's when I did not play a whole lot. That's when um, EA switched to the skill stick, actually. So, you know, that was really when they kind of separated themselves from 2K. So let's see what other songs are on this playlist. Um, oh, wow, that was it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I guess Just Gotta Be by the Black Keys isn't bad. But, yeah, that's really about it. Okay. <laughs> if you want to see some more of these uh, graphs that were made, Based on these surveys for NHL games, JFresh Hockey on Twitter. You can check that out. Did want to talk about that, though, just a little bit. So that's why we brought it up. And then and finally, before... Real quick, ahead, before, before ahead, you Chase, move on. Go ahead. I, I will. Like, we should get JFresh to start fucking paying us. We, we've talked about him on, like, five straight episodes and all completely different, like, aspects of the, of the game and media and stuff. We, we, we need to get him just to sponsor us at this point. Yeah, or just get him on the show and... Uh, there we go. Out of it. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, let's do that. It, and then every time that he's got the uh, the new graphs or w- whatever he's putting out there, just have Bulls broadcast in like the bottom right corner or something. I'm in for this. Yeah, there we go. We'll have to reach out to him. But uh, last but not least, before we hop into hockey name of the day, horror movies. Uh, we've talked about horror movies here and there, how we are decent fans of horror movies. We're not like horror maniacs, but we love a good scary movie here and there. My sister came up to me and said, my friends all like scary movies, but I don't. How can I get into it? So I'm going to start running her through some scary movies. Now, for tonight, she wanted to watch one tonight. I was thinking either Strangers or Hush. Two movies that aren't very scary, but they have that suspense. They can try to get her into the horror genre. What do you think about those two picks, Chase? If you had to pick one, would you recommend Strangers? Would you recommend Hush? Have you seen Hush? I have not seen Hush because I've oh, heard okay. it. Like, I've I've seen it come across, you know, my Netflix recommendations a thousand times. But I always hear it. It's just kind of like whatever. It's not really going to scare anything. It's like, you know, I really don't feel like watching it. Then, like, if I'm going to watch something, I, I kind of want, you know, I want to be spooked a little bit. But so, so I didn't really bother. And would this be the original Strangers or um, the Strangers like Prey Night, the new one? The original. OK, yeah. The, the, the new one was solid, but like, like I enjoyed the new one, but like, it was far from scary or anything. Um, so, you know, may, maybe I, I might I might lean the original Strangers. I, I do like that movie a lot. Um, you know, just 
even if like a classic, has she seen the original Halloween? I think so. Okay, because like if she if she hasn't, like that's such an easy classic one where it's not incredibly scary, but like it is just a incredibly well put together movie, which can still kind of spook you a little bit, especially if you're not too much into that you know realm. Yeah, she said she watched the uh, original Scream and original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and said neither of those were scary, and I'm like, okay, good because they're not. So let's yeah. start amping it up a little bit. And I was thinking maybe the witch. I don't rem- you. We watched the witch up north, didn't we? Yeah, that was a f- that was a weird movie. It was weird. And I feel like it's just a little too slow. I feel like she won't really hop into it right away. I was also thinking maybe just maybe we watch uh, Haunting of Hill House because it's only an hour an episode. Uh, it is a little bit dark, a little bit scary. So maybe just do that instead of movies. So I don't really know. I want to know from the people listening right now, if you're horror fans, what are some movies that you would recommend when it comes to trying to get someone into horror? Like I said, sister's not really there yet, so I'm trying to ease her into it. If you have any recommendations, I would absolutely love to hear about them. But Chase, that's going to do it for the episode. We're going to move to hockey name of the day. And uh, I got to get to the Google Doc scrolling down. And we have. Gosh, I really don't like that first name. It's going to make me sound stupid. <laughs> it just okay, looks like I'm, Emily. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real. I don't think the names it's going to make you sound stupid. I don't get it. Oh, you're triggered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go with Emily Poitolasco. Poitolaxo. Laxo, yeah. So, Emily. Nailed you know, Nailed e- Emily. Okay, then, Emily. How do you, how'd you say the last name? I want to hear how you said it again. Poitelaxo. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Poitelaxo. Like, it's kind of a little more emphasis on that, like, first A. Oh, latte, because that's where you're, what you're going to start getting in the morning. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, gotcha. Yeah, so so our our, our boy, uh, Emily, 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 whatever you want to call him, uh, I'll, I'll let you take free reign. He is, so he is 27 years old. Uh, he's a Finnish forward. Playing in, I can never pronounce this, like the, the, the Sumisari, I would assume is how it's pronounced. Um, it is like a third level, pretty much, league in Finland. That's fine hockey, nothing special. He played internationally at one point in the 2010-11 season for the U-17s. That's really about it. Uh, just kind of, you know, playing around those lower Finnish leagues, playing in his home country. Uh, you know, really nothing too special about the guy. Just just a name that I came across. That's about it. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Emily Poitoloxo. Uh, you get your latte in there. I get uh, to call what is it, Emily? Yeah, it's, it's like Emily, like really. But you know, I mean, call, call him whatever. Call him whatever. He's not gonna listen. Yeah, I, I get to call him Emily, so it's not bad. Um, there have been a, a couple of hockey name of the days that I've enjoyed a little bit more, but not a bad one at all. A long last name. Yeah, I see. My my favorite hockey name that like that I would want to use like is a name you know how to say because you know it's, it's like my guy in Eshel and stuff um like his last name that that name I really want to bring up one day so I might just do it one day and like you'll know how to pronounce it but it's just a fun name all right I'm not gonna say it then because I was just about to say it but if you're gonna put it on a show anyways then we'll just wait until we get to that point but okay. that's gonna do it for this episode Chase if you could lead him. Out with an outro. All right. As always, want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us that way. You know, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, nothing required, just a way to kind of get different content and some more content from us. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. 
That way you can get all the content that you've ever been looking for in your life, all kind of in a couple easy locations. Go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com, put all the podcast network right there. Boom, click the logo, listen to Easy Peasy Lemon Squeezy. Make sure to check out our blogs as well. We got some fun stuff for you to read. Wherever you're listening, if you could rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, you know, we'd really appreciate it. But whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.